When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just a handful of months ago, everyone involved was so terrified of Henry Davis being behind the plate that he wouldn't be put back there. Even it was like a 10 run, 12 run blowout. Good morning to you. Good. Wednesday morning, I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're in two. Football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. It's really funny when you think about it, but Davis could go from being that, from being a borderline pariah at his natural position to the everyday starter? I mean, really, that's what we're talking about here. Andy Rodriguez's injury and his resultant surgery will force him to miss all of the 2024 season. That leaves in the fold Henry and Jason DeLay. There's going to be other catchers brought into camp. I wouldn't pay too much attention to the names that are involved, including the minor leaguers that are already in the mix, because you're talking about two catchers still. And Henry's going to be the main guy. Now, Henry's been working. Henry's been spending time at the driveline facility up in Washington State, where almost everybody seems to go now as a Major League Baseball player, particularly the younger ones. It's almost like a pilgrimage. Everyone wants to learn all the deep, intricate secrets that they've been missing out on within their own team's instruction, which I suppose is another commentary for another day. But Henry went up there and felt like he learned a lot. Expressed some of that over the weekend at Pirates Fest and and had this to say that I found particularly striking about what it is that's his goal, that's his focus between now and the middle of February when pitchers and catchers report to Bradenton. I think for me, that's the most important piece of catching. Like I know there's a lot of different ways and certain things that are easier to measure than others. But I think at the end of the day, like, I'll, I'll grade myself on if guys want to throw to me or not. And that's a really good indicator if you can really get on the same page as a guy and, you know, be able to do whatever an individual guy needs because they're all different. And, you know, one might want a certain type of target, another one might want a different one. And being able to do different things will help in that nature. See, when you hear that, it might not sound like anything. What's that mean? I want the pitchers to want to throw to me. Actually, in the baseball culture, for a catcher, it means almost everything. Don't think for a split second, for example, that it didn't work its way all the way around the Pittsburgh clubhouse that Mitch Keller only wanted to throw to delay and not to Rodriguez. Why did he get to throw to delay? Because he was throwing great. And why, if you're Derek Shelton, would you mess with that? Now, eventually, 
Keller did have to throw to Rodriguez, and he did so with pretty decent results, which is another thing that managers will get to because nobody likes to be handcuffed by a specified battery preference. But the worst part of it is, is that it really stings the catchers. They really don't like that. They don't like hearing or even sensing that a pitcher doesn't trust them, doesn't feel that they can catch a full count slider with the bases loaded, doesn't feel that they'll be able to bail them out on a pitch in the dirt, doesn't trust that catcher to frame a strike that they feel is a strike. And Henry's going to have to earn that, and he knows that. And for that to be his answer reminds me, and, and should remind you as well, that he has always seen himself as a catcher, first and foremost. And on top of that, he has always been the type to outwork and outcompete everyone around him. That's his nature. That's what I've learned about him, uh, both from observing him and speaking with him over these few months this summer, but also from getting to know people who've been aware of this for many years. He is a special kid. He has what should become a special bat in the majors. 1-1 overall. You would think that's something that Not even the Pirates could screw up. But if he can become that and catch, well, two things would be true. One is that he'd be a really, really massively valuable player to this franchise for years to come. And two is that, wow, will he have made a dramatic 180-degree swing. When we come back, J1Q... This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Tim, who says, DK, your Baseball America-based daily shot from Tuesday has me thinking about Joel Hanrahan. Didn't Mitch Keller give him credit for helping to get him back on track in 2021 when he got sent down to the minors? And Hanrahan proceeded to win the Pirates Minor League Coach of the Year Award only to move on 
following the season? Was this a case of not being fully on board with the organization's plan, potentially undermining Oscar Marine, similar to John Nunnally with Kibrian Hayes? Why can't this team embrace the positive development stories when they happen rather than showing these coaches the door? I've been over both of these cases individually, Tim, on this program in written form and beyond. But it doesn't hurt to connect things when they look like they might be connected. And that's clearly what you're trying to do there. There might be one and there might not be one. What you suggest there about you know, undermining Marine or in Hayes' case, undermining Andy Haynes, I don't know. I don't I don't have enough evidence to support things in one direction or the other. For example, with the Hayes and Nunnally thing, what I was told about by one side was a hundred percent different than what I heard from the other. On one side it was Nunnally did this, Nunnally worked his magic, Nunnally was shuttling back and forth from Altoona to Pittsburgh to make it possible. And from another side I heard it was just a handful of texts. Okay, so I, I don't know which to believe because I'd have no way of sorting that out, nor the time, nor the inclination to do so. But where Hanrahan was concerned, that was a little bit different. I don't think anybody would dispute that Joel wanted to be promoted. Joel wanted to be part of the major league staff. And this is one of those things that I, I talk to you guys about. A lot. Anytime there's a coaching vacancy, this applies to every sport, by the way. What fans will always bring up, not just first, but all the way through the process, is so-and-so former player that they really liked. Well, there's a problem with this. Former players, while they are still players, are making a ton of money, with few exceptions. And... They would have to go from a ton of money, traveling first class, staying in all the best hotels, eating all the best meals, to, like, not that, to making whatever a minor league pitching coach makes, and to traveling however it is that the rest of the minor league operation travels. And while that might seem cute and fun, and this really takes me back to my roots for a little while. For most of these guys, it doesn't last. I honestly don't feel like Joel wanted to be part of the minor league system. Joel wanted to show everybody what he could do and then get promoted. Now, should he have been promoted? Different issue. Different issue. I also don't have that volume of information. But to take this and Remember that you're hearing this from somebody who is as bitterly critical of both Marine and Haynes as anybody could possibly be. I, I don't see that there's a, a link there. I don't see that there's some sort of uh, negative trend that's in play. I do know, and I can substantiate, that in Modern baseball organizational structures, and the Pirates are absolutely no exception to this, they do not like renegade instruction. They do not like someone going off their own personal experience. What they want is someone following the plan, following the formula, following 
each and every instruction to the point of fearing that they'll be fired for not following even one of them. And from what I understand, under Ben Charrington, that's gotten even more tight than it was under Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark. So I, I hope that at least attempts to address the question that you asked. I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. So we're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 